0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 66 for the 25th of Shvat in A Leap Year. And today we are going to be beginning a new chapter, chapter 25. And this Section. This lesson that we're going to learn today, I believe, is actually one which is extremely pivotal in understanding what the Tanya is all about and what these teachings really are and the novelty that the altar brought to Torah and to Judaism. So before we begin, I want to begin by saying that there's this misconception that I think a lot of people have about what it means to serve God or keep Torah to be an observant Jew, a religious Jew, whatever it is that you want to call it, that people kind of can tend to think that doing this is something which may be really nice, but it's sort of like a little bit out of touch with reality, a little bit like living in the clouds, maybe somewhat like being overly idealistic. Maybe it involves a lot of self-denial and self-sacrifice. The real us as humans, humanity, what we really want is to just live in the world, enjoy ourselves, have fun, go on vacation, stuff like that. And then keeping all these laws, keeping Shabbos, kosher, all these things, it's like very, very restrictive. And it's like very admirable. People might think that when people do that, but they think of it as how it requires like a lot of like self-discipline and self-denial and everything. And it's it's kind of like this like thing that goes against the natural human way. And what we're going to be learning about today is this is actually the exact opposite of what's going on. And we're going to learn about how actually keeping God's Torah and serving God is actually the most sane way to be as a person. And we touched on this a little bit last time where we talked about this idea that there's there's a, an idea that's brought up in the Gemara that the only reason why a person would go against the will of God is if a spirit of folly enters into them like a spirit of insanity. And we're going to take this step further today and sort of go into the flip side of that and see how Really, if a person thinks about things and acknowledges who they are as a Jew, then they'll realize that logically speaking, the only true sane way to live is to worship God and to keep God's will and keep God's Torah and all of its ramifications down to the last small detail. And so we're going to get into the text to understand this, to really see how the ultra rubber breaks it down. But just in my own words, to kind of give you a brief overview before we begin, the basic idea is that as we've learned previously, and you may have experienced this in your own life also, or in what you've observed with Jews is that you could have the most secular Jew, the most quote-unquote atheist Jew or whatever it is, and at the end of the day, there's always going to be something that's linking them to their Judaism, that to get a Jew to renounce their Judaism is not the easiest thing. It's very difficult. And to the point that we've seen that throughout history, Jews have actually sacrificed their lives rather than renounce their Judaism. Whether it's about actually physically bowing down to idols, whether it's about just renouncing the fact that they're Jewish or whatever it is, Jews, regardless of Jewish affiliation, regardless of background, have time and time again proven this idea that as a Jew, they will not when push comes to shove, they will not renounce their Judaism. And the altar Rebbe talked about this. And he explained that the reason for this is because found within every single Jew as our birthright, as our inheritance is this innate love that we all have for God. It may be concealed. It may not be obvious. It may not be conscious at all times, but it's there. And in times of extreme stress, like when there's this intense moment of life or death situation, it gets aroused and it becomes real. And the Altarab explained that the reason for this is because in these moments when a person is faced with the choice of renounce Judaism or give up your life, the choice becomes really, really, really obvious. And the person as painful as death might be, the person realizes in that moment that they would rather die than be separate, separated from God. So it's like a moment of truth where that really happens. And so what we're going to learn about today is that, okay, so once a person becomes aware of this fact aware of the fact that they are willing to suffer the pain of death god forbid rather than to give up rather than to give up their connection with god rather than to be separate from god which is what happens when a person renounces their judaism then a person should realize that okay it's not only when a person is told to renounce their Judaism that they become separate from God. But actually any time a person goes against the will of God, this is a form of separation from God. This is a form of separation from our creator. So if God tells us to keep Shabbos and we don't keep Shabbos, God forbid, we are actively separating from him. And so as a Jew and being uh, aware of who we really are, doing anything that's against the will of God is by virtue of the fact that it separates us from God is not sane. It's not a rational thing because it's not really being true to who we are. Because the true self, which comes out and emerges in these times of of push comes comes to shove and intense stress, reveals that we we do not want to be separate from God, and we're we're willing to give up our lives in order to uh, to stay attached to God. And so the logic here that the Rebbe that the Ultra Rebbe. Uh, points out and reveals is that, okay, so think about these two scenarios for a moment and think about the two types of pain that are experienced. One is the pain of death, God forbid, you know, somebody actually dying. So that's pretty bad, right? And the other one is the pain of having to forego some type of temporary pleasure. So let's say, you really, really, really want to eat something and you're not allowed to eat it and it's annoying and it's painful and you're just, you know, but you're not allowed to eat it and you can't eat it, which one is more painful? <laughs> the pain of death or the pain of of withstanding temptation? So when we break it down like that, it seems really obvious that the former is the one that's more painful. Like withstanding temptation, temptation comes, temptation goes. How painful is it really? It might seem annoying at the time, but come on. You know, whereas the pain of death is way more intense than that, right? So, but then the ultra it says, but nevertheless we find that people Jews are willing to sacrifice their lives to to give themselves over to this pain of death rather than renounce their Judaism, but yet when it comes to sacrificing a little bit of temporary pleasure, of temporary desire in order to Get close to God, people don't do that. He's like, that's literally insane. It literally doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I hope that makes sense to you guys. So it's like, you know, basically, it's like we're willing to give up our lives, but we're not willing, which is a certain type of pain and suffering, which is a very intense type of pain and suffering, but we're often not willing to endure the suffering of temporary withstanding, uh, withholding of pleasure. So let's see how the altar Abba breaks this down in his own words. And Maybe that will clarify it a little bit further. So the ultra here brings up again this quote from Devarim, which is kind of like his thesis statement for his entire Sefer here, which is that it says it's, it is written that, Ki karo me'od, that this thing is very near to you. So this thing, what is this thing? This thing is worshiping God, meaning to say, you know, having an intense love of God. And so and we talked about previously that this love contains it also fear of God, you know, so true worship of God. So what is this all about? And so the altar goes on and he says at any time and any moment, it is within the power of man to push aside the spirit of folly and spirit of forgetfulness from his midst and to remember and to arouse his love of the one God that is, hidden for sure in his heart without any doubt. So it's definitely like we said, every single Jew has this love hidden in their heart for God. And this is why it is written, like you should serve God with your heart. And it specifically says, which in Hebrew, it's like there's two "basim" instead of libcha, it could have said, which is like, you know, seems a more simplified way to say your heart. And so he's saying that the reason why there are two him in this is because it, this love contains within it also fear or awe of God, depending on how you translate it. And what is this fear of God? Is this fear of not being separate from him at, at, at any time from his unity and from his oneness to the point that a person would actually be willing to give up their lives without any reason. Like it's not a rational thing. That's, it's it's not a conscious rational thing. That's something that's understood, but it is, this is the nature of, the godly nature of every single Jew. And and so now if every Jew has this ability to give up their lives, to suffer the, the pain of death in order to connect with God and not be separate from God, all the more so, in killing their, in breaking their taivas and breaking their desires, which is much easier than the pain of death. So like I mentioned, intro to this, breaking a person's desires, it may be something that's very difficult to do, but is it really more difficult than death? <laughs> like, come on. And so this, this is what it, it, it means, the Ultra says, that this thing is very near to him. It is, it's it is closer to a person to be able to conquer their sir, conquer their evil inclination, and their impulses in a way of going away from evil, even if it's in regards to a very small transgression, that's something even from the rabbis, like a very light thing. So, and so as not to go against the will of God, because this, because in going against any of these things, even the smallest of the smallest transgression, this causes a separation from God's oneness and from God's unity. Just like Idolatry at that moment. So it's like every single time a person transgresses against the will of God, it's basically not very different than idolatry because it's also just like when it comes to idolatry, there's a separation from God that happens. When a person goes against God's will, they are also separating God forbid from God. And then the altar finishes here, and he says that even with a with a vodazar, with with idolatry, a person can go back and do tshuva. A person can go back and return from this. And but nevertheless, even though this is the case that even if a person worships idols, they can go back and do tshuva. Still, a person will be willing, a Jew will be willing to suffer the pain of death, God forbid, rather than to worship idols. So this really points to the fact that our desire to cleave to God is so strong, and to not want to be separated. from from his unity and his oneness so much so that we'd be willing as Jews to give up our lives rather than to worship an idol. And so this logic really should apply when we realize it, that this we, anytime we go against the, the will of God in any way, even the smallest, smallest way of any kind of transgression, this is a, a, a separation from God likened to idolatry. So when a person realizes this, they'll realize that like, okay, wow. So if I have the ability and the strength to withstand the pain of death, God forbid, in order to worship my God. Of course I can withstand the pain of giving up these temptations and and overcoming my impulses, if it means that I'm going to be uh close to God. So I hope that made sense and we're going to continue along these lines tomorrow when we keep going with this chapter and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarid Switzer.